Welcome to the Conditional Release Program, a podcast that delves into the netherworld of cults, crims and con artists. We don't like these people in the shows. We believe the best way to expose them is to hold them up to a harsh light, point our index fingers in their general direction and mock them mercilessly, take them down a peg or two until they cease to exist in any other form than the shit on our shoes. I'm Jack the Insider, otherwise known as Peter Hoisted for tax purposes. And I'm Joel Hill. This week we are looking at the implications of mental health in the pilled community. Why do we always insist that pill people are mentally ill? I mean, it's often not the case. And saying that people you disagree with are crazy is something we all do. And I think lunatic is probably one of my most commonly used words these days. But it is it mental health we're talking about? It's a very different beast. And we're going to discuss that with a little bit of help in our deeper dive. Are pilled people mentally ill? Do they have to be mentally unstable to become pilled? Why is mental illness cited as an excuse by many of those people when they stand before a judge after committing some outrage or other in the name of their cult? Good questions, and we'll have the answers to them and probably raise a few more along the way in our deeper dive. But for now, we need to look at the various layers of grift and grease that have tainted the past week. The unwashed fringe meeting the constabulary with full force and the never-ending desire to milk money from idiots. Yes, it's the Conditional Release Program's weekly news. Fair income listeners, this next story had my heart pumping purple piss with pride when reports came that a few locals in my own neck of the woods, the beautiful New South Wales Southern Highlands, often described by unimaginative lazy journalists as leafy barrel, stepped up and behaved like red pill lunatics. Walk away. I can do Walk away. Get what has she done? Walk away. What has she done? Walk away. Injury police. What is the arrest status? Now I knew there were pulled lunatics in barrel, but where and when were they gonna come forward? When were my people gonna weigh in with some anti-lockdown and anti-vax madness? Why must it be other parts of Australia bulging with fools? The Northern Rivers, Northern Beaches, Albury. Why not Leafy Barrow? Yeah. Well, I'm proud to say that's all changed. The organic food store in Barrow. <laughs> that's an unsurprising. <laughs> that's exactly what I thought. name for something to be pulled. The organic food store in Barrow stepped up to fill the vacuum. There's a <laughs> It's about 30 of them, with many very similarly named. Uh, this happened in one of several hundred organic food shops in Barrel, where you can buy apples with dirty great big bruises on them for 20 sobs a kilo. Sounds about right. In this case, the proprietor was arrested, along with her husband, and a customer got locked up, too, for various outrages, including refusing to wear masks and assaulting police. Barrel people, hooray! Well done, guys. You made it. Yeah, you fucking well made done. it. I knew they were there. I knew they were going to. I knew they were going to chip in. <laughs> now the organic store posted footage to Instagram of the Thursday incident, showing one of the owners being arrested and forcibly put in the back of a police vehicle. You're, You're going, going home, home in, in the, the back, back of, of a dairy van. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, in the video caption, the store wrote uh, that police, quote, forcibly arrested the owners without due cause, but they did concede, the shop owners that is, that they do take a stand against the mandatory mask mandates, claiming yeah. masks are unhygienic. 
And in an open food store, in parentheses, organic store, it isn't safe. Mm. Well, that sounds like a bit of science there, doesn't it? Eh? Yeah. Well, what are they suggesting, you know, that the, the t- that the masks will abrade and just sort of cast off all this sort of toxic shock waste all over those tormented tomatoes yep. and badly bruised apples. I really don't get any of that at all. What would Dr. Carl say? Yeah, but masks are unhygienic and an and in an open food store, I'm afraid they're just not very safe. Just not safe. Well, look, not you know, safe. I fully support their move. In, <laughs> oh, sorry, their move toward jail after court. Yeah, that's, that's fine. Don't worry about it. According to the Post, the owners argued with uh, officers for more than an hour. Woof. And when a customer began filming the exchange, police moved to eject her physically from the stores. This after an hour. God, the police. So tiring. They're just soaking up so much police time. The owners have uh, also been discouraging vaccines with a sign outside, one of many signs on this shop, stating to protect our customers and each other, if you have had any vaccine, that's any, any vaccine, way, yeah, in the last yes. 10 to 14 days, please do not enter. Now, on Thursday, <sighs> the third woman, the employee, was issued with a notice to attend court for a failure to wear a mask and to provide a name and address. On Saturday, she was again charged for not wearing a mask, a recidivist. Again, I love it. I just, these people do not fucking learn. Their male co-proprietor took issue with this quite verbally. He was very mouthy and basically begging to be arrested, which is like the MO for these people. His wish did come true, though. He rubbed the, the, the lamp and the genie came out and he said, please arrest me, police. And they took him to the ground with a lot of force. They smashed him against the divvy van. And uh, basically... Defied police in a move that could only be described as regrettable. Allegedly regrettable, I think you'll find, Joel. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Thank, did, you. Uh, thank you, Magistrate. Allegedly, allegedly confront physically the police. I did see that on the tape. And he was thrown to the ground and arrested. So points were made. Uh, but, uh, yeah, he's thrown, thrown. He was thrown waffly to the ground. <laughs> very, very waffly. Very waffly. Oh, yes. poor so dear. Throw him to the ground. Yeah. Careful, Mark! 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 Oh! Fuck me! You guys are bastards! Hey, come on. Stop resisting. You're under arrest. What about this fat here? I feel absolutely nothing for these fucks. They have an Instagram profile, which is just predictably littered with yeah. anti-vax, anti-mask bullshit, including asking people, as we said before, who are recently vaccinated to stay out of the store. I'm sorry, but what are you doing? Are you putting a fucking neon sign saying arrest me? Like, this is embarrassing. This is where I just have absolutely no sympathy for you. The comments, though, is where it's all at. And look, one thing that really like stood out to me is that Clementine Ford is in there, and she's like this like reason crusader now who gives shit to anti anti-vaxxers and anti-maskers. It's amazing. Like, she calls them cunts in that way that only Clementine Ford can, and it really is lacerating. I... I never want to get called out, but be, be nice to me, Clem. Your friend's my sister. Basically, it's the usual comment section, of course. You've got lots of reasonable people in there saying you guys are assholes. You've got pilled idiots who just, you know, say the usual pilled idiot shit because they're fucking sheep. But then you had people like Laurel. Laurel. She just, she put it really well when she said, in all caps, SUGMA, D's nuts, LIGMA, stanky leg. And I think that sums it up nicely. I mean, you know what? That is probably the most logical and sensible thing you can say. Sugma D's nuts, ligma stanky leg. That is, that is, if only you knew what a hero you were. She would have a brother named Maverick with an apostrophe between the V (laughs) and the R. 
That's so true. (laughs) Uh, Police say they are further investigating breaches regarding the story and intend to issue further infringements, which will almost inevitably be paid for crowdfunding. Oh, that's what you think, Joel. I'm not so sure. I don't know if these people people obviously got an Instagram account. What's an internet? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They did look a little bit. How's your father in, you know, in that respect, in in respect of technology? Not in the right demographic for it. Not the millennial, like, I'm going to scream for money the second something goes wrong in my life. So all up there were three scalps. A 62-year-old woman arrested for refusing to give details. 62, eh? 61-year-old. Yep, 62-year-old. Should know better, to be honest. A (laughs) 61-year-old customer done for not wearing a mask and an old mate. He is getting done with assaulting police and resisting arrest because, you know, he wants to go to jail. And I think you'll find his age is 63. 63? And it didn't say it in the ABC So what we are dealing with there demographically, Joel, is I think a bunch of fucking boomer, <laughs> ex-hippie fucking clowns have been getting away for the, with this stuff for a very, very long time. Yeah, that's it. And, you know, like that is the thing. These guys, they just always get away with it. Yeah. All three people will face court in August for the alleged breaches and we'll uh, keep you informed of those. And next week, for next week's program. I love this. I plan to enter that store. Love it. And I'm going to tell them I'm fully vaxxed. So and bad. I'm going to see what happens. And I'm going to record <laughs> uh, and, and play uh, everyone uh, what happened in next week's ep. That and is I- uh, if it's not required for legal proceedings down the track. After Jack the Insider is stabbed with a sharp carrot, we'll be looking for a new co-host. <laughs> so anyone who's uh, really, you know, taking a feel for the show and feel like they can really fill those boots – just start thinking about your resume right now. I'm going to walk straight in there and just rah rah and say thank you uh, from the people of the Southern Islands. Thank you. I mean, we were waiting for this eruption of madness and wondering if it was ever going to happen, and then you popped up. Thank you so much. Finally represented. Thank you. Yeah, we're so on the map. So Fine. bad. <laughs> uh, in other news, over in the United States, our old mate Lynn Wood. Mm. Remember him? Yeah, there are allegations that he might have diddled a fund uh, that was established to pay for the defence of little Kyle Rittenhouse. Well, his, his, his career is fucked, so I don't blame him, but, yeah, that's a whole other story. <laughs> don't, know, don't know if Kyle's got much of a career ahead of him too. Maybe well, he does, in jail. Chat, yeah, maybe in jail. Alyssa's will dude. remember that on August 25, 2020, then 17-year-old Kyle Rittenhouse attended a rally in Kenosha, Wisconsin, after being summoned by a militia group. Or feeling he had been summoned. He was toting an AR-15 assault rifle, he's 17 years of age, and on that evening he shot and killed two men and badly wounded another, Charming. allegedly. But yes, <laughs> those, those facts are not in dispute. There yeah. are two men dead and one who basically uh, has had an amputation of his arm. Oh, wow, it's amputated because it really got uh, done. Rittenhouse has been charged with first-degree intentional homicide, the mandatory punishment for which is life in prison. Other felony charges include reckless homicide, and he was also charged with a misdemeanor, underage possession of a dangerous weapon. That's just a, that's just a misdemeanor. And also he was charged with being a very naughty boy. <laughs> underage possession of a dangerous weapon is a misdemeanor. <laughs> in the America. In Wisconsin. <laughs> Isn't my that God. great? Yeah. We'll let those proceedings get underway, but Rittenhouse became a hero of the extreme right. Many members of the right-wing media held him up as a man. He was legally a boy when he committed his uh, offences, alleged offences. 
Uh, and he set himself up as a man who wasn't going to take riders bullshit anymore. It was uh-huh. all that Trump line. Yeah. Even the Trumps that got behind him. And T-shirts have been printed and sold and large anonymous donations received to the point where Rittenhouse was able to secure his $2 million bail. That fucking Ricky Schroeder guy put $150,000 in. He put What a fucking there. creep. What is wrong with these fucking people? Jesus well, Christ. It's always the grief. In, in Wisconsin, the law insists that the full amount of bail be paid rather than the bail bonds that you might have seen in Hollywood movies. Uh, they don't accept them in Wisconsin. You you pay uh, you pay the full full yeah, freight whole thing in cash up front as a surety. Yeah. Yep. Uh, for Rittenhouse, millions have been raked in under the hashtag Fight Back, purportedly for his defence, but most of the money has not landed in that direction. Ooh. And we don't know how much has been donated in total. The site Ooh. designed to raise a target figure of $5 million, now no longer has a counter showing how much has been raised. It got to about $3 million and... Broke. <laughs> then, yeah, yeah, then just went, oh, uh, well, you know, uh, yeah. we'll, we'll reach our target somehow. We better just turn that off now because we believe it'll double over the next week. And then, uh, yeah, but it's just, it, it's definitely more than $5 million has been has been, um, has been donated. And most of that is, I believe, in $50 and $25 amounts. Fucking lunatics throwing their last fucking bits of their paycheck. Definitely proved lunatics, but then, yeah, and, and but then there's this sense of entitlement by lawyers that just go, oh, you beauty, let's just snaffle that. Being used by a number of them, including our old mate Lynn Wood, nice and crazy old Lynn, for political purposes and for their own benefit, having quickly morphed into an extreme right-wing exercise promoting election fraud nonsense. Yep. That's, that became a slush fund for that. Great. And the murder trial starts on November 1, with Rittenhouse only required to prove he had feared for his own safety under Wisconsin law. That's fucked. And that's why he unloaded a clip into three people. <laughs> very, very unsafe. Very, very, very unsafe. Honestly, I've had the argument put to me that a skateboard is a lethal weapon and that yes. he was fully justified in doing this. Mate, he got a tap on the shoulder because the guy who hit him with the skateboard never thought the kid would turn around with the f- and shoot him point blank in the chest. He did, mm. but yeah. didn't think it would happen because he didn't think the kid was a fucking sociopath. Yeah, well, under, was, under Wisconsin law, he has only got to prove to the court, to to the jury, I think it's a jury trial, that he uh, he had feared for his own safety. Oh, God. So we are just uh, about to get OJ fucking Simpson, aren't we? It's going to get messy. Uh, uh, look, anyway, this is uh, in regard to the money. Where all of the defence money is gone is anybody's guess. Some of it was paid directly into lawyers' bank accounts, including mm-hmm. Lynn Wood. Uh, other money was spent on coffee machines and furniture for the Rittenhouse family who felt they had to flee their Illinois home, which yeah. they probably did, but they received mm. lovely new furniture when they did arrive. Elsewhere, isn't that nice? It's been a wildly unsatisfactory arrangement that proves nothing beyond the fact that lawyers are blood-sucking parasites. Also, when a political cause celebrity arises, as it has with the now eighteen-year-old Rittenhouse, any money donated will and has fallen into a slush fund, which Rittenhouse has no control over, and a shitty bunch of lawyers arguably the worst a defender could have, have been paid big bucks from this fund. Money has been used for lawyers to buy nice suits for appearances on Tucker Carlson. Well, you need to look stapper for Tucker. Yeah, well, Man, the man's got a bow tie. You're going to sit anywhere near Tucker Carlson. You frock up, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's always it's always the grip for these guys. Nothing to do with 
politics or ideology. They really just don't care about that. It's just the fucking money. It does feel like that sometimes, doesn't it? And now it's uh, now it's time uh, where we get to that segment where we stop and think, no, oh, no, no fucking way. Oh, no. It's simply not possible. No, it's not. He could not have said that. He probably did. It's too fucking stupid. It is. But he did say that. He did. Because he's a black pill fuckwit. <laughs> And today, Joe, your prize, if you manage to get all three correct, is the Barangaroo Casino Licence. Do you seriously think I'll pass the fucking test to get you that? You will. It's, I know it's something you always want to get your hands on. My cash and- test is going to be challenging at best. <laughs> Well, you'll get you'll you'll get comped. You'll get some great rooms comped. I too. like it. I like it. That, that'll oh work. no, this is this is uh, this is this is this is a real good prize. Now, what better way to to get a start in this world than having your very own casino license? Yeah. You can launder drug and mass murder money, yep. hard earned from organised criminal syndicates. Like it. You can smoke cigarettes on licensed premises. Oh, there that's a win. Go. I'll be no. envious. Retro. <laughs> and for the first time in your life, Joel. You will be addressed as Sir. Fuck off. With, I get called Sir all the time. having to hear the following words, you're going to have to leave or be arrested. They did not call me Sir. I'm just going to say casually, they did not call me so Sir. So that's what, that's, that's what you got going for you, Barangaroo Casino Licence. Okay, I do want this one. I want this one. I want it. Okay. Want it. All right. This is serious. Question one. The quote is, there are over 5,000 deaths in the USA attributed to COVID vaccines, including Pfizer. Oh, God. Unquote. 5,000 deaths in the United States attributed to COVID vaccines, okay. including Pfizer. Was it perennially confused and dreary leader of One Nation trying not to cry, Pauline Hanson? She is boring these days, isn't she? Well, she is kind of boring, and but she's whenever she speaks publicly, she always sounds like she's on the verge of erupting into tears. She does. She's like, yeah, she's trembling. Jail did something to her. Jail did something bad so, to her. Did she say it was over 5,000 deaths in the USA? Was it Jeanette Young, uh, Governor-designate of Queensland and Queensland's Chief Medical Officer who had an absolute shocker this week? Yeah. Was it Queenslander, Clivey Palmer, <laughs> who's currently facing two counts of fraud and two counts of breaches of the Corporations Act? Oh, he'll be fine. Or was it Rugby League and State of Origin? Let's face it, legend, Mel Meninga, holder of the shortest political career on record in this country. It lasted, I think, about two and a half minutes before he just folded. He did. He did. It was actually, it's, it's, a, it's a great clip. I want to say Mal, but I'm going to go with Clive because he's doing his whole anti-vax fucking pamphlet bullshit. You're well on the way. Brangaroo um, Casino Licence, Charles. Yes, it was, in fact, unspeakable things with that license. A very small section of that terrible piece of shit he sent out in a mailer. What a complete crock of shit. That's not true at all. Mm. Fucking liar. Yes, I know a lot of people were looking at uh, how that was distributed. Um, yes. And uh, looking to uh, perhaps boycott one or two distribution companies. It was an Australia Post, I believe. It was done by an independent mailing company. So Yeah, that's actually a vast- Vato, uh, PMP Limited is the company that's doing the the thing, which is a subsidiary uh, of Avato, which I believe uh, did some sort of like hostile takeover merger type thing recently. And we have on inside information uh, a source I'm not sure if I can actually name, uh, but a very good friend of the podcast who showed me a photo of an actual printout 
alongside the Aldi catalog, the Woolworths catalog, and Clive Palmer's leaflet. They're doing it completely willfully. And this is a very large company, one of the biggest printers in the country. Disgusting work. Disgusting. Yes. Well, we talked about uh, the lack of uh, oversight in regard to paid political advertising, and it falls under. That mailer does fall under those laws. And those yeah, laws just because it's legal doesn't mean it's right. Just slap on the wrist, yes. Just slap on the wrist stuff. So, Bastards. yes, uh, there's a bit of abuse going on there. Question two. Here it is. Right now. You can go outside and look at the moon and tell me if it looks normal because in my entire existence on this planet, I've never seen the moon look that way. Unless I haven't been paying attention, the moon doesn't look normal. Fantastic. That's great. That's a fantastic quote. Yeah. A, Buzz Aldrin, uh, who says he went to the moon, but no one believes him, do If they? you say that he didn't go to the moon, he just punches you in the yeah, face. Yeah, I love That's Buzz. great. I love it. Yeah, if you're, if you're a lunar landing conspiracist, he will fucking snot you. Was it uh, B, Thanos Paniades, in a statement of claim against the moon for which he has crowdfunded litigation against the moon? Fair call. He'll take the moon all the way to the high court. Good, folks. good. Was it Joe Rogan? Ugh. He spreads this shit around a lot. He That's that's Joe Rogan's big thing. That's the one conspiracy that he <laughs> hangs on. That the lunar landing was really, fake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That and you know ivermectin and so many other things. Yeah, yeah. There's all that's there's all that creepy stuff. But but that's the one that he's clung to for a long time now. He really is fucking stupid, folks. And that's why he gets ten million dollars into contracts with Spotify. And finally, was it Lunar Watcher, paganist, and anti-vax twerp Meryl Dory? Who God, said, I can't stand her. right now? Can you go outside and look at the moon? I'll see if I can put some terror because this. This he person is terrified we have done something so horrible that we have angered the moon. <laughs> right now, can you go outside and look at the moon and tell me if it looks normal? Because in my entire existence on this planet, I've never seen the moon look that way. Look at it. Ah, it's just, unless I haven't been paying attention, the moon doesn't look normal. No, it doesn't look normal. And you know yeah. who else doesn't look normal? Thanos fucking Panties. Thanos Whoa, congratulations. No one on that son. list is as dumb as fucking Panos and he just say something as stupid as that. And Thanos. let's face it, it's a beautiful video and I've fucking seen it. I it love it. It is a beauty. It's, it's, it's a beauty. so funny. He was, in fact, referring to the blood moon. Well, yeah, he was. And it was really funny. This is part of the problem if you don't listen to the lying mainstream media. <laughs> yeah, you start thinking the moon's just suddenly shit itself and the end of days has come. That is very funny, isn't it? It is so funny. He's just looked out and seen this enormous moon in the middle of the sky and said, look, we're (laughs) perhaps perhaps its orbit or perhaps even our very own orbit has changed and within a few hours, you know. We're fucked. We're banging into into each other at, at, at real speed. Question three. For the Barangaroo Casino Licence, we hope to start a GoFundMe for the lawyers defending us and the many other small business stores that have been forced to close. Sounds like fucking everyone in Victoria are the last few <laughs> Was it Victorian Premier Dan Andrews? Fucking probably. Calling for a little bit of funding there. Uh, was it proprietor of the organic food store in Barrel? 
Victoria Kleberg. Was it proprietor of Brisbane beauty shop Vanity House, Daniels Milos, who thinks no matter how bad the pandemic is, we all need our nails done and I need that unsightly tuft of hair removed from my unbleached anus. That is fair. You do. You do. I do. I've got to to get that seen too. Uh, I wasn't proprietor of any old store flogging shiteful crafts, jams, shitty cakes and awful vegan foodstuffs at the Woodford Folk Festival. To be honest, I think that it's going to end up clashing and I think that C and D are going to be basically all of the above, but I'm going to go with Old Milos. Joel, you don't know how much this saddens me to tell you, but you are wrong. Oh, no. Um, It was, in fact, one of my locals, one of my locals. Good on you, Victoria Kleberg. We hope to start a GoFundMe for the lawyers defending us, et cetera. And the many other, well, 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 the many other small business stores that have been forced to close. Where's this? Where's this, Victoria? Where would that be? Yeah. Um, Victoria Kleberg, who's uh, already setting us up. She's feeling that pump of blood through the veins, thinking, oh, I've just become an advocate. I've become a spokesperson. The grift is strong in this one. Yeah, she's already looking at the angles. Well, I'm not too disappointed. I'm impressed. Yeah, I'm really, really sorry because I was going to, you know, I was going to set some stuff up if you had that casino license. My life expectancy has just skyrocketed. (laughs) That's right. You will not be found found in a Chippendale alley. No. (laughs) With a a couple extra holes in the back of your head. Dang our place. Now, we do ask listeners to send us an email if they've come across something really, really stupid said by Black Bill Fuckwits. Do it. We want your input, listeners. If you've recently come across something posted that is so odd, so bizarre, that it can only be appreciated by the criminally stupid, drop us a line. Now, I know you did, Paul, and you know who you are, but both of us, that is Joel and I, both looked at the quote sort of around about the same time, so we couldn't really use it. Send it through, personally. This is a game show of extraordinary integrity. It's actually not rigged. So, yeah, if you want to send it directly to one of us, that's good. Yeah, drop us a line and we'll send you uh, a a stubby holder and and some assorted TCRP tatter. Sure will. Uh, And we'll do that for anyone who sends us a line. And we at the Conditional Release Program understand that listening to this program requires a fairly large dose of intoxicants and they're best served cold and kept cold. That's right. And the only way to keep your preferred poison cold is a TCRP stubby holder, the only stubby holder clinically proven to keep drinks cold. Now, that's been... That data has actually been peer-reviewed now, and I yeah. can tell you it's it's come up, Trump. Is that the same journal that just recently released the uh, the vaccine adversary? Uh, yeah, oh, I'd say we'll, so. We'll slip it in, Lancet. They'll publish anything. Anyway, yeah. um, <laughs> drop us a line, listeners, to the conditional release program at gmail.com. Thank you, Paul, for your contributions. Good lad. And now we move on because it's just that time of the program to have a look at our anti-vaxxers. They've been out raging and proud. God love them. And this is our... Andy Vexer updates. Now let's start with the stats. 23.8% of the world's population has received at least one dose of a COVID-19 vaccine. Uh, 3.16 billion doses uh, that equates to uh, that have been administered and uh, 38.69 million on average every day. It's about 40 million. Last week, 
but it'll go up and down that figure a little bit. And here's a worrying one I keep talking about. Only 1% of people in low-income countries. So in, re- in places where there are real poverty, you've got vaccination rates low, lower than 1%. Okay. That you can't, you cannot just vaccinate parts of the globe. It's yeah. not going to work. The whole variant thing they're talking about, that's how you get these variants. Yeah. If you're not going to do it for them, and, do it for yourselves, you greedy right. fucking yeah. rich shitheads. And where we've seen the, the nastiest um, variants come from, obviously the gamma variant from Brazil uh, and, and uh, the delta variant in India, and if, even when, if we go back to the alpha variant in the UK, um, where these variants have arisen is, is basically in places where, that have failed in terms of pandemic management. So that's another little reinforcing thing for our public administrators around the world. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, in Australia, 7.97 million people have, a, have had at least um, one shot, almost 8 million people now. Uh, the percentage of people fully vaxxed is at a tick over 5% of the population, very, very low. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of that relates to AstraZeneca, which has a 12-week um, waiting period between the first and second yep. shot, which I got the second one off uh, last yes, week, Joe. So come at me, COVID. I have eerie post-vax powers, and you might have them too, Joel, although you just had your first shot of Pfizer the other day and you feel like a fucking superhero. Absolutely. I know that. Although you may have, according to the Ozvax database of adverse reactions, your dog, Lindsay, is now, well, it's measurably dumber after you've shed all over it. Oh, yeah, vaccine shedding is definitely a thing. Mate, she used to listen to every command. She was such an obedient dog, and now she just ignores me and just plays with the ball like it's a fucking vaccine. asshole. That's a it's vaccine. a vaccine. It's definitely. She was yeah, so yeah, obedient. Yeah. She was such she a was, good girl. She was a, she was a great dog. She's and measurably now, dumber. All of my now, problems <laughs> are now related to the Pfizer vaccine, every single one of them. Uh, and uh, the politics of the of the vaccination rollout, Jarl, I mean, yeah, look, it's not going well. It's and, a fucking joke. And, and, and in the midst of all of that, you know, you've got you've got some of the more senior people in the country making extraordinary remarks, including uh, Jeanette from Queensland, the chief health officer there. Jeanette, yeah, Young. look, I see why she said it. I, I can see the logic behind it. I mean, no, but it was contrary to a target advice. That's 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 the that's the thing you've got to remember there. She so she might have been cross that Scott Morrison had advocated. Uh, people consider uh, the AZ vaccine in consultation with a GP, which, by the way, was our target advice. And she came out and said, I don't want an 18-year-old boy uh, in Queensland, an 18-year-old Queensland boy dying because he felt he had to take the AstraZeneca vaccine. And that really was a, a crazy remark to make, and it was adopted by anti-vax groups, yeah, of course. including Rod, Rod Cullen was all over it. The next day, and so yeah, pull your fucking head in. Stop making stupid comments. You're in a very senior position. I know you've got. Uh, I know they've got big media performances to make. Think before you speak. Yeah, I mean, like, fuck, man. My vaccine, like, I'm very glad I got it and I'm stoked, but it took me four fucking hours from go to woe to get there. Mm. All the directions they gave me were complete horseshit. Everything about it was a complete farce, and. 
I found out later that apparently RPA had made a very, very adequate amount of appointments and Gladys threw them under the bus by just sending all the people under public health orders to go and just get the vaccine. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, so that's why it took four hours because plague rats were all around us. I mean, it's just (laughs) this rollout has been a fucking joke from start to finish. And it just like, and the funniest thing is, no one in Victoria is complaining about shit. Victoria, Victoria's had some pretty good numbers, although they did have a shocker last year. Um, so, well, so yeah, look, you know that they're going to be administrative failures. They're, you know they're going to be bureaucrats getting confused, making bad calls. You know politicians are going to do that too. Yeah, fuckers. Yeah. So this week we have even more dramatic film dressed by idiots flaunting mask orders than we thought. And in barrel, thank God. God love you. God love you. God I love you, you fucking weirdos in barrel. We put ourselves on the map. It's fucking weird territory. You finally made it. So this, of course, you know, everyone who does it, they always act surprised when the cops turn up. Like, they're all indignant about it. (laughs) Like, oh, but what what did I do wrong? It's bad acting school, though, isn't it, really? I mean, it's You know, you can see they've stood in front of the mirror and gone, behold, the police. Yes, I have (laughs) asthma. I have asthma. I have asthma. Say it more convincingly, you bitch. So we've seen it all before. It happens every fucking lockdown. I mean, a mask mandate comes in because, you know, that's how we'll get out of it. And some idiot that claims to have a magical mask exemption, which absolutely exists, of course, but no one's allowed to see it because the Disability Act is either violently arrested or more likely just told politely to wear a mask while said idiot yells sobsit nonsense at them while filming the entire affair on their phone. I mean, this week we had the lady on the train and she claims she had asthma and anxiety and fucking maybe she does. I don't know. I haven't hacked into her my health record. I can't comment on the asthma, but I can certainly picture her being anxious. And why? Because she's pilled as fuck. Everything <laughs> they read online is terrifying. She's I'd be a, anxious too if I was her. She's in a constant, she's in a cat-like state of, of, of perpetual readiness. Bill Gates is always about to eat you in that world. Like, it's just terrifying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So here's her having a fucking go. You can't travel on a train. I can travel on a train. I have an exemption. Excuse me. That is my bag. Give me my fucking bag. I'm going to take your bag outside the railway station. So keep filming. Do you feel like a really big man? Do you feel like a big man? You've just taken a a young girl's bag off her because she won't present a mask exemption to you. And while she did claim there were asthma and anxiety excuses, it takes like 30 seconds for these people to drop the mask and start talking about crimes against humanity and fucking Nuremberg and shit. And at that point, you know the asthma and anxiety is complete bullshit and just made up because they are defiant and they're using the laws to pad their landing. Sorry, being pilled is not a diagnosable disorder that gets you a mask mandate yet. Even if it was, I mean, just be honest and just say you don't believe in masks. Don't say you're fucking asthmatic and anxious, you fucking liar. So, like, and honestly, this was painful. What is with the poor young girl angle? Like, apparently we decided that girls are just, like, too much of an easy target. You're so powerless. And now we'll just give you the green light from the cops because, you know, why not? I mean, look, we couldn't have the constables go after ladies, so we're just going to let them break the law flagrantly and see what happens. I mean, like, what what logic is that? It doesn't make any sense. Okay, none of this is meant to make sense. It turns out she's mates with uh, anti-lockdown personalities. Duh. 
and went straight to right-wing agitator and definitely not a journalist, Avi Yemeni, to plead her not irritating case. Not a journalist. Not a journalist, Avi. Go and make a fucking video on Rebel News. <laughs> and let's face it, Avi spent most of the video asking people for money, uh, which is what he does. Uh, that's his thing because he's a grifter. Where's the money, Avi? What are you doing with the fucking money? Yeah, there's a lot of questions and not many fucking answers from all the Rebel News. But mm. she was right, though, because she didn't have to provide her non-existent exemption, which definitely doesn't exist, mind you. She did, she did have to provide her details, though. That's the law. And should expect a fairly unpleasant month of police interaction after using to do so. But unfortunately, the public health orders and the so-called mask mandates are written in a way that absolutely avoided giving police crazy powers to enforce them in ways that would infringe on people's rights. Because, you know, parliamentarians actually are kind of progressive in that regard. On face value, that's a good thing. I totally agree with it. Because once you give the cops powers, they tend to hold on to them with dear life and then use them to eject yes. me violently from music which, festivals, which I'm yeah. not a fan of. <laughs> which I'm all for, by the way. But we talked about police powers and once Whole given, episode on it. Uh, very, very hard to get back. However, what we have what we have is a basically declared parliamentary periods uh, of – uh, where it's gazetted that police are given um, these powers for a fixed period only. We like so that's a little bit of difference so. there. Um, but, uh, yes, uh, and at the same time, I agree with you. We, we actually haven't. If you don't wear a mask and you get pulled up by police for not wearing a mask in a designated area, you're not going to go to jail. I mean, no. it's just not going to happen. You're gonna, no. You might get a fine. And that's but you don't really get a fine it. because under the law, you don't have to show them your exemption. You can just claim you have one. Yeah, you don't have to show it to them. It's their yeah. fucking soft sit cheat code that actually works. It's disgusting. No, it's, it's just shit law. Uh, it is uh, shit law. It is shit law. It's just shit law that, that looked at the whole business of disabilities and so forth and went, uh, too hard. This is the thing that annoys me because expanding police powers should be approached this way. It should be approached with hesitation. It should be approached with caution. And unfortunately- Fucking anti-vaxxers have ruined this for us. And now we're in a situation where maybe we do need to put in some fucking fascism. Thanks, guys. Thanks for ruining it with your dishonesty. You fucking lie as quickly as you breathe. <laughs> well, to top this huge week of arrests off, renowned internet sovsit Doris Osman, a.k.a. Be Free With D, is the bitey anti-masker behind the assault at a Turkish restaurant in Foster this week. Mm-hmm. Almost Northern Rivers, up that way. Uh, her and her mate were told to scan a QR code to go into the restaurant and uh, obviously jumped up and down when it happened. Instead of moving on, finding a venue that would better accommodate their request, uh, the uh, man accompanying Doris threw a glass bottle of water at a window, smashed a window, and then punched the owner in the face. QR codes, come on. Yeah, calm, you know, the, calm your farm. And you know, let's just unleash that kind of violence and bring a legend. The only the- way you unleash that kind of violence is because you've been riled up on the internet to think yep. it's something to do with the New World it's Order. Got I mean, nothing to do with the QR code, really, has it? No, not at all. Not at all. I mean, you already knew these people were actual scum. If you listen to this podcast, you clearly think these people are shit. But here's more reason to know that this peaceful protest movement, as they always love to say, is inherently violent. Snap CCTV violence, the yeah, whole really. Thing. Yeah, I mean, it's not like mafia violence where there's a sort of constant threat. No. This is basically far more dangerous than that. This is just this eruption 
out of nowhere. Random eruptions. It's terrible. Mm. So basically, CCTV caught the whole thing, and despite pleas from Doris on Telegram that the media had taken it out of context, <laughs> you can clearly see she tried to jump the counter to assault the kitchen staff, and then she bit the person that stopped her and then drew blood, which Ooh. is just fucking charming. And by the way, that bit where she drew blood, that's the harm. That's yeah. the harm in your charge sheet, Jozza. Yeah. Just, just check that out. So she posted on Instagram that she was unlawfully arrested on the night of the incident, which is a bit weird considering she was charged with assault occasioning actual, actual body harm. bodily harm. Ooh, that's a that's lawful a- arrest, Doris. That's actually an indictable offence, champ. So It is indeed. In Dee's world, there are no such thing as lawful arrests because she's a raging sovsit. She just says Article 61 Magna Carta and suddenly everyone just like gives her a fucking Mentos <laughs> and like, you know, walks away. <laughs> So, like, you know, I can see how this fucking moron could say this with a straight face. Uh, so, she's got some big problems. If you don't know Dee, she's a massive fucking subset grifter. She's a wangler in the making and one of the worst people on the internet right now. So she claimed on Telegram the media had distorted the story and that she'll explain what really happened. All right, cool, cool, Doris. Well, yeah, you explain that the fucking magistrate. I cannot wait to see how this plays out in court. Are you going to go in there and say you're a free lady on the land and you're about to bite anyone who you want? What the fuck? So the bloke she was with who smashed the fucking glass bottle, he's up for a fray, intimidation, malicious damage, and assault occasioning actual bodily harm because he broke the poor restaurant owner's nose. Yeah. Who was just asking him to sign in with a QR code, the fucking psycho. Allegedly. Allegedly, allegedly. Well, so, allegedly. This matter still has to go before the court. This does, and I can't wait to see how it plays out. They both got a $1,000 fine for being uh, out of the house, and honestly, I hope they feel every fucking dollar of it. Yeah, what we'll, what we'll probably say, I mean, look, I, I don't want to talk about things that are yet to happen in the courts, but but uh, we see a lot of mouthy stuff uh, post-arrest. Uh, it's uh, never quite like that when uh, someone's just sat them down and explained just uh, the serious trouble they're in. <sighs> Yep. Um, and they're not quite as mouthy when they get into a courtroom. No. And another no. anti-vaxxer crime news, some fucking pilled spanner went ahead and made threats against a health worker in Cranbourne, that's uh, in eastern Melbourne, who apparently verbally abused and spat on healthcare workers at the vaccination hub. Naughty. Oh Naughty. My Don't Lord. do that. Unsurprisingly, it seems... No arrests were made. I'm not quite sure why that should be the case. That is absolutely assault. These people get away with insane amounts of criminal activity like that and then whinge about living in a police state. Yeah, if you were in a police state, you would be fucking executed on the spot. And look, I don't exactly disagree with it. While this has received almost universal condemnation, instead of condemnation from any vax groups, uh. making the universal less almost, they're insisting that it was a paid actor that are trying to smear the good name of anti-vaxxers <laughs> with these terrible acts, these terrible things. Damn. No. Damn those paid actors. Oh, my they're, God. They're, they're making us look so yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah. This is exactly what happens when you fill people's heads with this anxious idea that a new world order is going to kill off the earth with a vaccine that's being administered in fucking hubs. If people actually believe your bullshit, what are they going to do? Sit around and put their fingers at their asses? Well, they'll do that. But after they do that, they're going to flip out and do something violent. So here we are. The police are busy and the courts are full of absolute fuckwits. So we either think they are above the law or heroes out the 
save the world. Mm-hmm. You, we will keep you posted on any developments relating to the anti-vax criminals who have taken it upon themselves to spread the plague and harass anyone trying to do the right thing. They are just the worst people. They are the fucking worst people. And speaking of the fucking worst people, we have to give an honorable mention <laughs> to the Channel 10 doco, The Anti-Vax Conspiracy. They're not the worst people. They are so bad. They're so bad. I mean, Thomas Sewell, maybe. I just joined this Telegram group. It's fucking awful. Anyway, so we have to give an honorable mention to the Channel 10 doco, The Anti-Vax Conspiracy, mm-hmm. which is just found on the Channel 10's 10 play service. It is great. They basically nicked it like BBC4 doco and just overdubbed it with an Australian voice, which I love because, like, why? Yeah. The content no, is fantastic. They stick the boot right into Andrew Wakefield and Del Bigtree. It is a really satisfying watch. It's total <laughs> outrage porn, and I love that kind of shit. I mean, <laughs> I have a podcast. Very similar. So not only should you watch this, but we are actually assigning this as official TCRP homework. Go and watch it because you'll be tested on it next week if we can be fucked writing that into the script. Yeah. I don't know if we can. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll we have a lot of work. We'll probably but get off. Probably but go and do your homework. But Go and we'll, do your homework anyway. We'll probably forget about it and there are, we'll no, probably pun- there are no punishments here. Um, exactly. Now we've got to pull the shovels out and start digging and get digging deeper and deeper and deeper when we take a look at the issue of mental health and being pilled. It's time to speak yeah. about things we're wildly underqualified to speak for, but my yeah. dad has degrees. Yeah, and I look, I, I'm pretty crazy. <laughs> On Monday the 28th of June, during what was meant to become a fairly routine COVID-19 press conference in New South Wales, Police Commissioner Mick Fuller was interrupted by a man who claimed to be the prime creator of Earth and was issued a fairly bizarre Sovsit-themed cease and desist letter. The press conference had already set a precedent for the bizarre with a story of two men sunbathing naked who were frightened by a deer and ran into the woods, getting lost getting found, and then getting fined. And this is their story, but I think they were rooting and just forgot how to get back to their car. So following this hilarious and bizarre story comes the fucking prime creator with this fanciful cease and desist letter. And while this is probably one of the funnier press conferences in COVID history, it also sent a sad message. I mean, here's a guy who thinks he's the creator of the earth trying to issue some pseudo-legal gibberish to the top cop in New South Wales at a press conference, which probably, let's face it, should have had a little bit more security presence at the time. I mean, oh no! Look, you could just see Mick Fuller step back about two steps. I mean, there, there were plenty of police there. You just don't see them. Why does he even know where the fucking press conference was? Yeah, I the mean, interesting how did he find thing out? was they they grabbed him fairly early on, and then like you know, he basically well, he he presented Fuller with. Uh, with, uh, with the cease and desist notice, yeah, and uh, Fuller took a couple of steps back at that time, and then and then and then there was basically a, a two or three police there very quickly, and then it went on because they were, you could just hear him in the background because they weren't quite sure what to do with him, and everyone was all mic'd up as well, so you could hear him. Really yeah, they're not going to go violent arrest no. during a press conference, so no, no, so as much as I'm sure they wanted to. <sighs> Would have been just gasping, just absolutely gasping gagging to, ta- to take him down, to tase him. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, look, it was, it was, it was funny and sad, but I mean, it's funny and sad. I, look, I, I did, to be honest, I. I, I got the humour out. I actually found the humour as well. And this is the thing that Twitter didn't find the humour in it because, yeah. you know, when it comes down to it, New South Wales had to say something and they took mm. the piss out of him a bit by saying, and I quote in the tweet, disrupting a press conference is not a reasonable excuse to leave home 
even if you claim to be the prime creator of this earth, police to issue the man with a $1,000 PIN, public infringement notice. And this resulted in the New South Wales police social team being absolutely fucking dragged by left and right, suggesting this man was mentally ill and the last thing he needed was a $1,000 fine. Yeah, probably. And then sending him into further poverty and triggering further mental stress, which may or may not be true. You don't fucking know his bank balance. <laughs> this is, you know, like this is the thing. Where is the line? Or his mental state. I mean, uh, that's exactly. The thing. I mean, and people are. Uh, you, you know, don't know. He might be. He might be. Might well be on the on, on the verge of a of a, a fully blown um, psychotic episode. But or he may have just spent too much goddamn time on the internet. Exactly right. You just and, don't and, know. And the stuff that he was getting about was so, you know, heavily subset pill. Totally. And the thing is, when you look at the stuff that he was saying, actually wasn't that out of the ordinary. Outside of the prime creator stuff, yeah. a lot of the stuff he said has been said a lot before. Mm. No, no, that's right. He, he'd done a lot of cut and pasting. A lot of this was just subset script. Yeah, it was. And, and look, Again, I think that the issue is not, you know, pro or harsh stance against people who are protesting in this kind of way. It's 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 this the assumptions that are made by people who have looked at a human being for perhaps as perhaps as long as five seconds in a yeah. in a in a media. He had a beard, which is a crazy person. Oh thing. yeah, 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 and and basically they they suggest you know that on the basis of that uh, a, a a full. And comprehensive psychiatric diagnosis was made. Yeah, and he was found to be found to be battling. I mean, and he should be fucking sectioned. This is what they're saying. Like for these people to say that this guy should not be fined, he should be given mental health treatment, which is such a vague term. It realistically means he should be sectioned under the act and he should be taken to a mental health facility that's what they want. against I mean, his will. That's what not, they're saying. He's not going to be taken to a cafe. That's, he wasn't even fucking arrested. Yeah, I know. I mean, that, that's what I mean. Let's, let's the police, they just didn't want a, a scene. They the fined him and they told yeah. him to go home. Yeah. And honestly, I'd say that's you know, arguably the best outcome for someone who's definitely not going to take medications from a, a psych ward willingly. Yeah, look, it brings up an important conversation about mental health and conspiracy theories. People seem quick to rush to call people crazy. I, I think I call people psychos and sociopaths all the time. I say lunatics all the time. I, I, I love use, the word. I use sociopath way too much. But, <laughs> uh, uh, and that's but, diagnosable too. That's really bad. Yeah, look, I'm... Basically, one of the things I've found is that you know, really violent human beings you know, tend not to be sociopaths. Really? But, oh, yeah. fuck. Well, that's another episode, isn't it? Anyway, yes, it is indeed. But people seem quick to rush to call people crazy. I mean, it, it, we do it as a sort of just a colloquialism. It's a sort of lazy yeah. thing. It is lazy. The, the yeah. gullible fools who, who empower themselves to turn their friends and family into equivalent idiots take them to the street with unfunny signs and protesting things that don't exist. Yeah, it's the MO. The, yeah, that's that, that's basically that's not a that's not a DSM five no uh, diagnostic diagnostic not. illness, and it must be said all of this is speculative um, thought based on a timeline of information. I strongly maintain that we are not diagnosing this guy through the internet. Got to be said. Got to be yeah, said. Yeah, that's that's our, our friend from uh, Mick Fuller's presser, which is something half of Twitter half of Twitter's already gone ahead and done. I mean, <laughs> when we're talking about unskilled diagnoses, that's what's happening now. <laughs> that's what's There's happening. an obsession about this sort of. They think they're doing the right thing. It's just such a yeah. weird mindset. Oh my god, you, you 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 literally can't tell jokes about mental illness anymore. No, yeah, no, um, and which kind is a shame. of. Because it's hilarious. Yeah, 
I, I feel both sides of that story. Uh, we're simply trying to look at this from a different angle. Where does mental illness start and are these people delusional or simply gullible? So this week we have my father. This isn't out of laziness. It's because he's stupidly qualified to speak on the topic. He has a BA in linguistics, a master's of social ecology, a master's of education, and a master's of brain and mind sciences. As you can imagine, his hex debt eclipses the national deficit. So... Here we go. Thanks for coming on, Dad. Well, look, it's a, it's a great pleasure. So in the wake of this press conference where every man and his dog is demanding the prime creator be seen immediately by mental health professionals, everyone's decided this man is mentally ill. But what if he's just gullible? Where do we draw the line between gullibility and delusion? Are people who are conspiratorial necessarily delusional or are they sometimes just incredibly impressionable people? easily radicalized. I think the first thing I just want to cover is that we all have the capacity to be mentally well and mentally unwell in the same way that we have the capacity to be physically well and physically unwell. So depending on conditions, you can be chipper, happy and super duper, or you can be depressed or you can be anxious or you can be even delusional and still be considered fundamentally mentally well. But generally what we talk about in mental capacities and mental health capacities is that you are able to socially function. So when we're talking about high functioning schizophrenics, for example, and there are a lot of people who have schizophrenia and uh, you would never know because they're not there, you know, talking to Jesus or or saying they are Jesus. Yeah, like this stuff. Like this slightly unfortunate guy. Like the prime creator. Yeah. And what is difficult with him is that he has moved over into what one could consider to be uh, a reasonable person could perceive are not true. He has actually probably got a weirdness about him, which is more than just someone who has been um, purely gullibly convinced. So there's a whole bunch of stuff that that we're convinced about. So... So gullibility is an aspect of having deficits that you need to be satisfied is a way of looking at it. People bombard us with utilizing that what is missing in our experience and it's called advertising. (laughs) So when I'm looking at, when I look at this guy who jumped on the stage and did that, I'm actually looking for all these little indicators of how come it came out so big. Yeah, okay. But but I grabbed that and go, okay, it came out really big, but what was the the rabbit hole that it emerged from? Yeah, what what did this come from? What was the seed that yeah, planted? Yeah, the, well the seed, but what are the what are the capacities that enabled it to expand so and grasp onto so much stuff? Yeah, and were people agreeing with him? I mean, like here's a yeah. guy who says he's prime creator. Usually people don't agree with them and you need to be a bit schizophrenic because only in your own head are you the prime creator. This guy could be online saying this and have a thousand people agreeing with him. Absolutely right. My lovely friend, Luke Ozzolito in the States, said he, he lived in California. He said, if you if you stepped outside on a cold morning with a blanket around your shoulders, 10 people would bow down to you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, which was which was tr- truly right. But And it just enables this bullshit. So the thing is with these guys is that they have this thing where the conspiratorial mindset appears to be tr- put paste in gaps where you know they don't understand something, they don't know something. Yeah. But it's always fear-inducing hysteria 
scarier as opposed to reassuring thoughts. No one's saying that Bill Gates is going to cure malaria and save us all from horror. No one's out there saying the government's got our backs and we're all going to sleep well tonight. They're saying that we are all being killed through a vaccine program. Everything you know is going to disappear in front of you. And it's not very reassuring, but it seems like they'd rather know the world is ending than not know if the world is ending. And it's really interesting. So here we go. So what we've got is we've got a series of emotions which move us towards things and engage us with life and anything. We have a series of emotions which make us move away or a series of emotional drives which make us move away, which is a much safer, more protective thing. So I'm concerned about myself. I'm concerned about things. I have deficits. And here's a thing which makes me pull away and cocoon me. So this is better than moving forward and I'm open and then I'm vulnerable. So we actually prefer these difficult, unhappy, dangerous sort of emotions. And we also understand them a lot more. And a a woman, Barbara Fredrickson, actually started to research positive emotions because she found that all the research was in these 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 negative fear and um, distress and anxiety and so on and so forth. And one of her conclusions was that everybody studies those ones because they're so predictable. You tend to, yeah. when you're angry, you do a certain thing. When you're fearful, you do a certain thing. Whereas when you're happy, you can do a whole bunch of different things. How annoying. Ah, and so that's why she called her theory broaden and build, that okay. positive emotions broaden you and build you. Now, these people are not looking for broad and building. They're looking for, in fact, rigidifying and stabilizing. So I'm much more rigidified and stabilized by knowing what I'm afraid of and knowing what I'm angry at and knowing what I want to do damage to than I am of knowing what I can broaden and expand, be creative yeah, and with. The, the, the irritating possibilities of being a happy and empowered person. Yeah, that's right. God forbid. Because because in the in the context of their disablement in looking at hardship and adverse childhood experiences, but there's another paper that a little bit more recent just captures everything, and and it was a chap Mark Cunningham and it was 2018, and there is a journal you'll love this. There is a journal of threat assessment and management. Oh, that's not healthy. So we have so much threat and mismanagement going on in the world that people actually study it enough for them to have their own specified journal. That's fucking depressing. It is depressing, and, uh, <laughs> but he wrote a paper which was about differentiating the um, delusional disorder from the radicalization of extreme belief. It's exactly what I'm looking at. Like, that is the thing that's really getting me. What is radicalizing and what is delusional? Where is the line? Cutting a bit of a long story short, perhaps oversimplifying it, and this is my own simplifying of it, is that radicalization can be considered as an external influence that convinces you. Now, you may be convinced because of internal weaknesses, but it's an external influence that convinces you. Whereas delusional disorders come from an internal uprising of something within that finds validity in things that are outside. And, I, and I'm sure that there are experts out there who will go, oh, no, it's, it's a lot more complex than that. It well, is. People can read the paper if they want to. Yeah. If it's paywalled, go to Sci-Hub. That's right, yeah. But what he talks about there is he talks about the when we look at a bunch of different elements. So it's the nature of the belief, so the content of it, the style of it. The way it affects you subjectively, 
So yep. that the way it accepts, it affects you objectively. The social influences that come about, what we call the prodromal factors. So those are the things that have been around for a long time. So that's those hardships and adverse early conditions and attachment issues and, and pathological damages and propensities. And then, then there are behavioral factors. So there's a lot of areas that you could look at and you can kind of dish them out one side or the other. So, but whether it comes from outside in or whether from inside out. But what yeah. they do is they converge in behavior. They converge yeah. in, in someone jumping up onto a stage and, and doing things. And unfortunately, they also converge in, in violence. So, you know, the one that pops into my head is John Lennon's. Uh, the guy who shot John Lennon. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it was just, he had a whole bunch of, he was delusional. He was yeah. internally delusional, but he also had external influences. What yeah, happens when it. you get a delusional person in a radicalized external environment? And I think this guy is probably in that frame. Yeah. It sounds like you get the prime creator when you've got a delusional mindset that is then filled with all this nonsense that- Yeah. yeah. And, and, and when we were talking about this before, you brought up a really good point. What if this guy who had the potential to be uh, delusional, what if he didn't come across radicalizing, indoctrinating type of dialogue on the net and so on and so forth? Is it possible that he would never have gone into yeah. that frame? And the answer is yes. That is terrifying and very upsetting. So I think we've covered a lot of ground, though. The, I, I think the, the, the big things we want to say is there are more people out there who, under an influence, can find themselves up on a stage waving some weird idea out there that makes them look as though they're crazy. Equally, there are a bunch of crazy people out there who are just looking for something that they can latch onto, that they can wave up into the air to make them feel sane. And a whole bunch of crazy people who are really normal and are just managing their issues and like a champion. Right. The impact of radicalizers over the internet is something that we really need to look at and engage with and understand a lot more. And that a lot of people who, and we see them in, in the US is just full of them, where people know that they're prodding and yet they do it anyway. So yeah. not only does evil exist when good men do nothing, evil exists when people who aren't really bad just fuck around like idiots. And when a profit motive is involved, the whole thing turns to shit. And that's actually the, the key of it. If I do if I do it, the more radical my, my podcast, the more people I'll get, the more likely I'm then to put ads in. I, I know. The more it's, supplements I can sell. It's Yeah, it's money. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's often money. Thanks, Tad. What would you like to plug? You got so many things on the boil. How about the most important project we've got is the the science of psychotherapy project. Those of you interested in in the science, the, the knowing, the knowledge of of what's going on. So we got a podcast. We do that quite regularly. So just check us out, The Science of Psychotherapy. We're a pretty popular podcast. But you can also get our app. Just search out The Science of Psychotherapy. Put the V in the front, good Science Lord. of Psychotherapy. So yeah, that's fantastic. So search for The Science of Psychotherapy on any good podcast app and you'll land upon a treasure trove of Science of Psychotherapy. So a lot of that is also backed up by Dr. Todd Grande, who has a YouTube channel that discusses the psychological characteristics of many type of fringe personalities. If you look him up, you'll find it. In a video, he covers sobsits from a purely psychiatric perspective, which I really quite liked. And he says much the same thing as my dad did. The majority of these people are not diagnosably psychotic. Their beliefs are actually just sanctioned by a large group of people and communicated online. These people encourage them each other. Their beliefs are generally egosystonic, as he says, which is, means it's just normal to them. They don't believe they have a problem at all. 
if anything, it's other people have the problem. They're not awake to the reality they're experiencing. You know, they're woke and everyone else is asleep, the sheeple thing, blah, blah, blah. Many of these delusions are ego dystonic, which are these thoughts that are disturbing to them but feel very real. And the idea of being above the law, this is something they relish in. This is something they're quite proud mm. of. And they openly brag about it. They've found the cheat codes. And they collaborate and encourage each other in their weird leaps of logic. But it's external and not internal thought. And we'll link to the video he did in, on the Sovereign Citizens Movement in the Facebook page because it is worth a watch. Yes, please. Mm. And all of this brings a similar frustration when people suggest that good friend of the podcast, Pete Evans, is mentally ill. This shits Very me to tears. I sad. get that it's a bit of a sort of offhand comment. And I mean, maybe he is. I haven't got a file on him. But just because he's peeled doesn't mean he's diagnosable. I mean, the only thing that I'm prepared to diagnose Pete with is being a gullible fucking moron and a massive narcissist who loves being a cult leader. That's plain as day. But whether this extends to narcissistic personality disorder as described in DSM-5 is a whole other story. I mean, diagnosing people that you just disagree with just because they like Tucker Carlson videos is just pathologizing people that you don't see eye to eye with. I don't agree with that. Don't do that. Like, this is something that I just fundamentally disagree with because mental health is not just this convenient scapegoat you get to use to categorize your political foes with. And it shouldn't be used as such because this adds to the stigma and distorts what's really going on, which is a coordinated effort by a series of grifters to radicalize normies to their cause, whether they're neurotypical or not. If they suffer underlying pathological mental health issues, maybe they're more vulnerable. But at the end of the day, all they really want is for them to hit the donate button. They'll fucking take anything. Yeah, yeah. It's all about the grift, folks. Oh, it's all about the grift. It's all about the grift. And at the end of the day, it's really easy for people on Twitter to post 160 characters of bleeding heart platitudes and then move on to the next social justice cause that might get them a few likes or, you know, some sort of sense of meaning in the morning. But what does help actually mean? <laughs> I mean, basically, as I said before, these people are calling for him to be taken into custody and treated for a condition that they diagnosed all by themselves from the comfort of their keyboards, forcibly <laughs> taking this guy to be medicated, almost certainly against his will. Like, if this guy doesn't like vaccines, what's a chance that he likes fucking Seroquel? Like, do they even know what this guy's issues are? Like, all these armchair shrinks, not many details. So, we've had our trusty researcher, Sandy and Sharon, on the case. So, I love this idea of the guy calling himself the prime creator. He's basically said himself as God or Christ or... So I, mean, I think the, I think God. Yeah. I think really, or a, a God. God. I don't think the concept of God is something he's he's across. It's a, it's, it's something he's sort of making up as he goes. But it's also a, it, it's a so it's a combination of things he's found with other people's ramblings on God, which he's then made his own. I've seen his Facebook page. It's full of ideas about who created what, what created where. And all of these grandiose ideas no. that clearly he's just mashed together in his head and created his own narrative. And a lot of soft sit so stuff. Much. He's been a, a soft sit since, well, he's been a soft sit for five, yeah, six years. Yeah, he has. And he's friends with fucking Wayne Glue, who's, you know, soft sit royalty. Shares his posts. You know, he's, he's into the sovsit thing. And this stuff really comes out in the letter that he tried to present at the press conference because it has a lot of really interesting, quite deep sovsit stuff. I didn't have enough time to get deep into some of the stuff. But honestly, there's a lifetime of work in some of the really basic aspects of this fucking letter he wrote. So realistically, it's got a bit of Wayne Glue, but it's got a lot of USA OG Sovsit logic. When you look at the actual cease and desist letter, it wasn't your usual bogan pseudo-legal bullshit. It was peppered with alien themes, or at least implications. This is what Hamilton Hume was suggesting the other, uh, the other week, that this was coming next, that people are going to start 
taking their cues from made-up aliens. And this is the last thing we fucking need. Old mate considers himself to be a galactic light worker and a pledian. And this is coming up way too much recently, so we're going to have to do an episode on it. I just want you to, over the next few weeks, send me thoughts and prayers because I'm going to be reading shit that is going to make me fucking sterile. And while I don't want children, my dick's going to stop working because this is fucking awful. It's, yeah, it sounds like, you know, that, that research moment when I had to read some of um, L. Ron Hubbard's uh, uh. bullshit. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, it's gonna it's gonna be soul destroying. So, look, uh, you've got my thoughts, and I'm sure someone will be. Yeah, someone fucking well. better. No good if I do it. It's gonna upset. Yes, people. exactly. All you'll do is piss God off. Don't pray for me, you <laughs> asshole. You're already tainted. So, the letter itself refers to the Universal Postal Union, which is an actual UN organization that coordinates worldwide postal services. Pretty boring. The UPU is what I would call the height of utterly boring bureaucracy. They fix price of postal services to facilitate trade between nations. Oh, so exciting. I mean, I got a degree in political economy because I find it interesting. So, yeah, okay, I do actually care about this sort of stuff. But most people think this is really boring. Trump actually tried to pull out of the UPU due to a perceived advantage it gave to Chinese goods. I don't blame him. They're saying people can get goods from a state subsidized <laughs> Chinese postal system way cheaper than they can send it just to like the next suburb in the US because USPS yeah, subsidizes yeah. the expensive last mile of delivery through treaties in the UPU. And Trump didn't like that much. One of the very few things we kind of agree with. I'm a massive protectionist. This somehow became a huge issue in Sovset circles due to David Wynn Miller, who died in 2019, but his legacy lives on in people citing the Universal Postal Union as a facilitator of some type of bizarre sovereignty associated with postage stamps. I looked into this as much as I could, but by using stamps in the top corner of the document and a DNA sample with a thumbprint in blood, which is what was on this letter, it establishes you as some kind of maritime vessel, which is free from the law of the land and gives you some sort of weird (laughs) diplomatic immunity that protects you from prosecution, which is funny because he probably believes that his fucking letter is the reason he didn't get arrested because in any sane society, jumping into a fucking press conference with the government is going to get you arrested. But old mate showed his cease and desist letter and the cops let him go. How do you think these people see this logic? Oh, that's right. Society fucking facilitates it. So you read the letter and you see the shit about postal unions and bloody thumbprints and you think it's either funny or sad, but clearly the work of a delusional man. But he didn't make this shit up. This is shit he's found on the internet that he's chosen to believe in. And it's not the fantastic imagination of a delusional person, though he may be. It is something that he fucking learned on the internet and like saying you're the creator of the earth does lean towards a delusional mindset but the point remains a lot of the stuff that makes him seem crazy is stuff that he has learned online gullible delusional where's the fucking line i mean essentially the letter calls for the cops and government to deny the existence of covid because it's fake stop lockdowns etc but then he moves on to the last line and this last line is particularly jarring number seven and i quote For it is that I give notice to all for any past actions that I may have done. I am sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. And I love you all. Which is dark as well. I mean, it sounds a bit like something you find in a suicide note. That's that's really haunting. Completely out of context from all the other subsets in the letter. It's 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 that is where he exposes himself a little bit. For all the God and Postal Union shit, that's the red flag to me. Not Prime Creator, not all the other crap that he's read online and is convinced of through fucking telegram posts. Yeah. That bit there is a sense there's a vulnerability there. There is a sense that he's well, yeah, you could go even further. I mean that he that he basically sort of crossed crossed a line. He expected there. something bad to happen, which is really <laughs> fucking sad. 
So yeah. basically, the letter is signed off with his full title, and it's quite a mouthful. Absolute seal, living God. He is a living God. Prime creator of all existence, grand master of grand masters, Ra Atum, king of kings. <laughs> I should have Googled that. I didn't. Lord of Lords, mm-hmm. federal postal judge. Now, federal postal judge is both a real thing and a made-up sovereign citizen bullshit thing. David Windmiller, right. who I wish I didn't know existed and I found out about today, made up all this bullshit about the UPU granting sovereignty based on the postage stamps. And that this is this sort of self-appointed federal postal judge thing he did. Well, you got to send a send a stamp stamp self to self-addressed envelope and you become Yeah, you one. become a fucking country. So federal postal judge. Well, yeah. Wow. As long as you say it enough times, people will believe you. So it's actually <laughs> put it on a business card, you know. Oh, I'm a federal postal judge. So these people, like, this does exist. There is a federal postal court, yeah. which is like an administrative tribunal for civil postal disputes, and that's totally a thing. I think John Oliver did something on it. Yeah, and it makes a bit of sense when you think about it, you know, postal disputes are a thing. Fair enough. But Miller's federal postal court is just made up bullshit, like everything in the Somerset movement. But too many people believe it's true, even after his fucking death. So our man at McFuller's press conference, he had two Facebook profiles. One for his civilian self and one for his woke alter ego. And whether this is indicative of some kind of multiple personality issue, well, we don't know. But on face value, it doesn't seem to be because over time, his main account, his alt account became the same. His alt joined the Galactic Council of Lightworkers two years ago, which is like bullshit alien Mm. nonsense. His main followed six months ago. You know, like it yeah. It looks like he was more than likely trying to keep his lunatic interests separate from his main persona, which is often a wise career move. But as conspiracy theories like this have found this weird, more mainstream audience through the COVID and QAnon times, it seems he's a bit more comfortable showing his true colors in public, for better or worse. His Facebook posts have become very much more grandiose and he has people enabling these claims that he's essentially God by saying, oh, yes, I, be- I believe your story. Because he mm. travels in circles of belief in this kind of shit. <laughs> you know, like he hasn't made this stuff up. He's read this stuff. He's regurgitating shit he's read and other people are then fucking, you know, like it's it's like the guy in the interview. You know, you wear a blank in the morning and people start following you. So he's surrounded by these enablers talking spiritual bullshit in line with this ridiculous mishmash. I'm not in a position to, to, to offer any diagnosis on this fellow or indeed really anybody else. I mean, and, and not even a, a clinical uh, psychiatrist can do so looking at a couple of seconds of footage. Um, so, you know, basically this is only sort of his problems, whatever they may be, would, would come out in hours of psychotherapy possibly. You, you would know. think so. You would uh, think so. But so I don't want to make any judgments there. But I think what we can say is that immersing yourself in these groups is going to take your is going to put a, a person under considerable psychological stress. It does, and this is what happens. And it's perpetual. It's like um, you know a bad case of uh, sleeplessness. Uh, you know it, 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 of insomnia. You know it, it, it's basically just. Tick 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 in your in your mind all the time. Your your brain can't stop. Your brain can't yeah. relax because this is a, you know perpetual nonsense. Well, we speak that the weekend, Pet Evans. It's just people who are just constantly terrified mm. of something. Mm. It's can't awful. Be good for you. It's awful. I mean, look, I'm, no, not, I'm really, not a psychiatrist, but it cannot cannot be good for you. Yeah, and this is the thing. These are normal people. Like this is why dealing with this problem is so difficult because we've got this shitload of normal normies who are being radicalized by these malicious actors who are motivated often by money or some sort of political power like Roger Stone. And there's the grift. 
and there's a political posturing. And they're two different sides of the same coin. We discussed with the Hamilton Humor lot, looking at these multi-million dollar motivations behind huge misinformation campaigns that seek to get their man elected. You know, at the end of the day, a vote's a vote. And how you get there doesn't really matter much. And But like the introduction of cane toads into Queensland, once you introduce these brainworms in society about these legal cheat codes and alien messengers and godlike fascist leaders like Trump, they're almost impossible to fucking get rid of. I like the idea of getting one of them and hitting it with a golf club, though. Just just smacking it with a fucking driver. Cricket bat. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. Let's, yeah. Do, something. Let's pick, do something intrinsically Australian. Pick your instrument. So, like, look, over the past few lockdowns, the police have found themselves rather confused as what to do with this lot. I mean, let's face it, crowds of right-wing lunatics have gone from chanting the Vic Pol motto, uphold the right at rallies, and then thanking them for their service afterwards in speeches, to going full-blown fucking ACAB, and it didn't take long. They reckon all cops are bastards now. They're, they're pissed. Yeah, look, there's something about that, and, and it's worth discussing too. So I would say Victoria Police would be well-advanced in terms of policing soft-sit groups, anti-vax groups, anti-lockdown They've groups. They've got to be. Be far more advanced than, big than they are in New South Wales. Yeah. You know, so, so there's a lot of intelligence gathering done. There's, a, you know, there's, you know, this is, you know, man hours, you know, times times thousands of of following who people are, who's who in the zoo. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah. So you know, Vic, Vic Paul's done that, and that they'd be in all the Telegram groups for sure. And and it, and it basically meshes up with with the the timing of you know the, the police themselves. You could see had have a very different view about them now. Yeah, um, yeah. it was hey, you guys, you know, I know it's all a bit tough. You ragtag you know, bunch of characters. Come on, you. Guys, hey, I like a lot of what you're saying. Yeah, and uh, and and now it's kind of like, all right, yeah, no, our bosses have told us that you're crooks. Yeah, and this is over. This is over. And this is the mm. thing that I've found quite frustrating. We've seen this catch and release policy, which has traditionally diffused a situation. Like, I get it. At, an, at a rally, you take the agitator out. You remove them from the area and things calm down. I must say, that is what fucking New South Wales police did to me, the assholes. They fucking got it wrong. Moshing is not a crime, mind you. Just like goddamn activism. You're still complaining about that. Fuck get it, eh? It's it. a recurring thing. Move on. But the thing is, this doesn't work anymore. Because mm. activism used to be about turning up and being seen at the time. Removing agitators would diffuse the situation, just like me in the Mosfet. And that was relevant and the moment was set in. Like, you know, that was a moment that you were working with. Now the whole purpose of turning up is to make content. And being arrested makes great content. <laughs> so they keep on doing it. And nothing ever fucking happens to them. Yeah, they don't get point. in trouble. Avi Yemeni, who is not a journalist, not is a journalist. famous for this. He's not a journalist. Not a journalist. He's mm. not famous for being a journalist because he isn't one. But he is mostly famous for being a prick. He planned this fundraiser in advance. People on Twitter found out it was amazing. Basically, he planned this in advance around an arrested orchestrator. He filmed them handcuffing him. He filmed himself in the back of the divvy van, but he didn't film himself being released down the road and being told to fuck off. I mean, people who were issued warnings not to show up to rallies, showed up to the rallies and were untouched. So much for a fucking police state. Nick Banjo-Patterson, hero of the right, who punches cops in the face, pushed the officer who came to warn him not to turn up to the rally even saying on film, he gave him a shove and then uploaded it to the internet like as if that wasn't going to be a problem. But it took him to straight up punch a cop in the face for Vic Pol to even bother charging him. I mean... Allegedly, I just... Allegedly. Uh, allegedly, well, allegedly. There's, there's allegedly, footage. There's, yeah. there's footage of him punching him in the well, face. Well, I know. There is, but... But allegedly. <laughs> there still allegedly. is there as a process This is why I'm place. never going to go to criminal law. But the lack of enforcement here has completely disarmed the effect of this catch and release 
type policy, which has worked in the past to diffuse situations for better or worse. Like, mm. you could see fucking Morgan C. Jonas turning up to the cops the other week, goading them into arresting him, making this big song and dance about COVID-19 misinformation. Oh, how many people have died? Because they know he's not going to charge him. He's seen RV Yemeni get away with it. He gets to make his big stand against oppression, get some great footage. I tell you what, you could tell he was there because he wore his Sunday best tracksuit to his stage <laughs> arrest. Monica was there ready with the camera and they were loving every fucking minute of it. Got These the people get arrested. He got his best you know, Nikes on. Exactly. He got the real ones. You know, his Reebok fucking pumps. Like, <laughs> it's just pathetic. And this is the situation we're in. Yeah. Lights. Camera action. Exactly. Do we let these people get away with this shit? Because all they're going to do is get galvanized to do more. And every time one of these people drops off the radar, like Thanos has been quiet recently because he actually took the warnings of the cops seriously. And honestly, I don't see why because no one else has. Someone else pops up in their place. Someone more reckless. He he, he was charged with fairly serious offenses. I mean, um, including incitement, other things. So, uh, look, I I honestly think what we're looking at here is, is, is... there's two things. Certainly Victoria Police slash government do not want a host of violent arrests to be the order of the day, if you like. Uh, There's going to be interventions from police, and as I said to you before, there'll be a lot of intelligence work done around them, around those groups, anti-lockdown groups and those sorts of things, and there'll be interventions made. But basically basically the police do not want to really get stuck in unless they have to. Yeah, and that's one of those things of saying, like, you know, okay, we're not a police state, but at the same time, all they're doing is taking the piss out of it. The, no, the no. benevolence of the police is being responded with more criminal activity. It's all a game. It's all a game. Chuck Monica Smith in jail for 28 days and let's see how much more she's prepared to do. We had a psychiatrist who lived down the end of the road and my old man used to look at him and go, you'd have to be mad to see. <laughs> Most <laughs> shrinks are fucking nuts to be fair. <laughs> You'd have to be mad to see him. That was uh, that was my old father. Look, he shouldn't be diagnosing people uh, just on <laughs> just in the street either. I like um, that. I think that's, that's a couple good. of take. I think there's a couple of take home messages there. Yeah, I, this this whole business certainly of analysing people for their sanity or otherwise on the basis of five seconds of footage. It's got to stop people, and these obsessions with you know street corner psychology is uh, is pretty fucking tedious as well. But we're not going to worry about that now because we're about to look into the week of the sanest man I've never met, <laughs> Pete, Pete Evans. And if he, if if you ever wondered if he was a fully blown Brazil nut, uh, you just have a look at him and and he just look back at you with those empty eyes and you go, no, he's good, he's good, he's good, he's good, yeah, he's, yeah. Good. he's one of us, he's fine, he's, he's fine, all right. he'll be he's all right, all right. He's he'll all be right. all right, he'll be fine. <laughs> It has been a big week in Pete Evans with the celebrity Huge. chef coming back Huge. to social media to post medical misinformation and hippie platitudes. Mm, very Petey. Welcome back, Pete. But not all is good in the hood, as Pete would insist, as his recent meme suggesting his cult to sit back, relax, and watch the show can't do that from a several-acre block in the Northern Rivers, bankrolled by years of multi-million dollar contracts and product sales. Oh Nope. His flock are sitting back, gritting their teeth and shitting their pants. Oh. 
So Rebecca says in the comments, it's hard to hold on to hope with how fucked the world is right now. I constantly feel sick from anxiety and sadness about all the suffering. I mean, she, she probably should get vaccinated. You probably fucking should. It might calm yeah. you down a bit. She might I have mean, diphtheria. <clears throat> what suffering is she talking about? Is she talking about mole children? There's just this random idea yeah, yeah. that yeah. everyone's fucking suffering in this world. These people are so racked with sadness and it's random sadness about random things that, let's face it, don't usually exist. We've got Elaine here who's just casually saying, it's not possible to relax. I want to see them hang in front of the world, really mm. channeling that QAnon thing, you know, like really yeah. going straight down to the whole sealed indictments, let's hang Hillary Clinton. You did forget to mention Love and Light at the end of that one, though, Elaine. You've always got to sign off violent threats with Love oh, and Light. Yeah. That is, that After is the like, mass hangings, there'll be Love and Light. Exactly. That's how violence works. <laughs> so, look, this goes on for some time. I could be here all fucking day saying people openly say they simply cannot handle it anymore. It just gets mm. too much for them because they constantly feel like Bill Gates is about to suck their blood out through their dickhole, and it's just not a nice way to live. And while mm. Pete uses fear to sell bullshit... I don't even know if whether he's aware of it. I mean, if you sat the fucking guy down and you said, Pete, mate, are you trying to terrify people into thinking their health is constantly at risk from external dangers? They are out of their control. So you can sell them bullshit cures to regain that sense of control for these problems that actually don't exist. He would just give you that blank stare that he's perfected over the past few years and just say, I don't know. I don't know what you mean, mate. I don't know. Fake news, <laughs> fake news. I don't have any answers. I don't, I don't have the answers. I don't have the answers, but I do have these pills which will give you the answers. I mean, regardless of intent, Pete sells fear. Pete sells anxiety and Pete sells the cure. And his customers, they're feeling a little bit full. Since QR codes have become mandatory, the ones who aren't ready to punch a restaurant owner in the face, you know, are in. They're simply staying home. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly. And they're feeling isolated and they're feeling hopeless. And it's mm. all based on this idea of this confected outrage they're doing. It's fucking disgusting. So the comment section here is full of dread and horror, and I've found it very sad to watch. These are good people who feel like they're in their own sort of war on terror, this perpetual war with a vague enemy that never seems to end. And why doesn't it end? Because they don't fucking want it to. Mm. Once the war ends, the grift is over. So it's going exactly the way Petey likes it. Always <laughs> a new boogeyman around the corner. When Fauci's gone, there'll be a fucking new one. The only person you can really trust is him. And his line of products, which did shrink considerably after oh, yeah. the TGA gave him eighty thousand reasons to calm the fuck down, with a polite request for him to pull his head in. Shells are a bit thin around they police are. place. They really the are. And you have been listening to the conditional release program with your host Jack the Insider and Joel Hill. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button, and if you've enjoyed our bullshit, throw us a five star review on your podcast app. Jack can be found on Twitter on at Jack the Insider and Joel on at Currency Moses with AK. We set up a Facebook page. Just search the name. You'll find it. Click like, do stuff, whatever. Zuck it up. But realistically, when it comes down to it, promoting a podcast is easier said than done. We can't share this places. Someone recently shared it in the Ospol's, Ospol Nuffy room. That was great. We really appreciate it. If I share it there, I look like a fuckwit. So if you share it for us, it's great. I did it once or twice during the weekend. It hurts. So cheap about myself. So cheap. So cheap. Like, you know, maybe you need to make a sock account and start promoting us because you all need to do your jobs. And finally, all feedback, tips, and death threats should be sent to the conditional release program at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you, even if it's to issue us a cease and desist letter from an alien colony on the planet Garbanzo. Actually, don't because we don't give a shit. No, we don't care. It's just a waste of fucking time. We have so much to look at. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks, listeners. listeners. See, See you next time. Bye.